Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. A note of warning. This podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may not be suitable for our young listeners or other folks who may find it disturbing. Welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast. I'm Billy Jensen. This is Owen Michael bringing you your weekly True Crime Daily for the week of March 7th, 2019. This week, a Texas businesswoman goes missing and her husband is arrested. An Alabama girl is found dead 200 yards away. 12 hours after disappearing from her family's house. Two Florida sisters are caught years after committing, quote-unquote, the perfect murder. But first, we have an abduction and murder out of Boston. Unfortunately so. Uh, Jesse, excuse me, Jesse Correa was last seen alive leaving a nightclub in Boston in the early morning hours of February 24th. The single mother had been celebrating her 23rd birthday. She was seen on surveillance video talking to a man later identified as 32-year-old Lewis Coleman. Video shows them walking away together. Uh, two hours later, video shows Coleman parking his car in Providence, Rhode Island, about 4.15 a.m. He's seen carrying a body into an apartment building. Providence, Rhode Island to Boston. You've spent time there? Yeah. How, no, how, it's how about, yeah, it's about an, an hour, hour and a half. No. That was an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, especially late at night, you know, you can do that pretty quickly. So. That's all part of the, uh, part of the, the region there. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, it's it's weird because a we've got cameras on both places, which is which is great. It reminds me of a story I did in uh, um, the uh, the uh, nanny. I don't know if you remember the Swedish nanny who was mm-hmm. in at a Boston. That was one of the first ones. Yeah, right? she 1996, was. Yeah, she was at a Boston bar. She goes missing. They only have a little bit of video of her, and then she she's found a few days later, cut in half in a dumpster. Actually, only one of her uh, pieces was, was still found. unsolved, isn't it? Still unsolved. And I worked that case, and it is, um, you know, there's. I I remember cursing it because there weren't as many cameras as there should have been. This is great though because we not only have cameras of this guy uh, outside of the club, um, which actually reminds me also of Jesse Matthew in Charlottesville when he when he mm-hmm. took Hannah. But, um, you know, carrying the body into the apartment building. Isn't Boston one of these cities now, too, that is uh, 
a lot of security cameras, like London style. It's not really London style. I mean, they're trying to do initiatives in it. It's a smaller so, town anyway. You, so. know, inside, you know, and even inside the building, surveillance video shows Coleman dragging a topless woman to the elevator and then to his apartment door. And and then he makes the the typical mm-hmm. killer mm-hmm. move of buying protective suits, duct tape, a mask, surgical gloves, safety goggles, a respirator, bleach, and candles, all at the same time, at all Walmart. at Walmart. Right. Protective suits uh, should, uh, you know, I guess it's the, the Tyvek type yeah. of thing. Um, but that particular combination, you could be doing a little home improvement, or it often seems that these uh, serial killers yeah. or murderers pick this stuff up. Uh, so, yeah, two days later, uh, surveillance video catches him uh buying this stuff so he had her uh, police believe they had her he had her in the apartment for those two days while he was uh plotting to do this meanwhile her family had reporting her had reported her missing and then he's seen on thursday lifting a heavy suitcase into the truck trunk of a red sedan and then the police because they had seen the, the the video and zeroed in on him uh, from Boston, get a search warrant, search his apartment, but he's gone. Right. They track down the red sedan on I-95 in Delaware and pull him over, and he cops to it right away. He says, she's in the trunk. They, uh, yeah, so he's caught on video putting this uh, this suitcase into the, into the trunk. It's obviously in the early morning hours because uh, the description of it is that he's having trouble loading it into the, into the trunk, so he's sort of trying to be surreptitious about this. Um, She's in the trunk, as you say. Uh, the the trooper asked if he was, if anybody else was in the car, and he he copped to it. Um, they they had a pretty good idea he was the guy um, when they tracked him down. So inside the trunk, they they popped the trunk. Inside the trunk, they found a suitcase. Inside the suitcase was a sofa cushion in a plastic bag, and uh, police had noted that there was a sofa, excuse me, a sofa cushion missing from the apartment during their search. Uh, this cushion inside this suitcase, they found the body of Jassy Correa. Uh, she was bound with duct tape. She had blood and bruising around her face, and she was covered with what appeared to be baking soda. Which she probably uh, was using for the smell. Uh, also pruning shears, a gas container, a lighter, and gloves also found in the car. He's currently charged with kidnapping resulting in death, and uh, this is obviously still developing, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, so uh, again... You, you see it often um, with, with with people that are out at clubs. You know, she was a single mother. She had been celebrating her 23rd it's birthday. Tragic. She meets a guy at a club. When you're out celebrating, there's, um, you know, of the two women that were, uh, that this similar thing happened to in Charlottesville, uh, one of the moms started this thing called Save the Next Girl, which is about trying to never leaving even if somebody says, I met this great guy, he's great and everything like that, always leave with the same amount of people that you come with and make sure they get home. So you're saving the next girl. Get well, the guy's number, do a background check on him when you get home, do all that stuff. I mean, we still have the case of Savannah Spurlock out of uh, Kentucky who's uh, still missing. Mm-hmm. And she was seen leaving leaving a bar, but there was a little bit more. Uh, she had talked on the phone and that kind of stuff. There was a little bit more of a trace. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's it's a little it's, – it's scary. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got um, another mother who has, has gone missing. Andrea McDonald, a 29-year-old businesswoman, was reported missing in the San Antonio area last Friday. She didn't show up at the assisted living facility, which she actually owned, nor mm-hmm. at the gym where she normally works out. 
Her husband, Andre McDonald, who was 40 years old, was arrested two days later for tampering with evidence in connection with her disappearance. And there were traces of blood found in the McDonald home. Uh, also, receipts, and uh, unclear if there's video to this, but Andre McDonald had bought an axe, a shovel, gas cans, trash bags, heavy-duty trash bags, yeah. uh, sheriff's officials said. Um, Andreen, uh, as we said, she's 29, uh, she'd reportedly told a friend many times that if she ever went missing, it would be her husband who had killed her. <sighs> That's uh, that's that's awful. They have uh, they have a daughter. Uh, they did file for. Excuse me. First of all, they do have a seven year old daughter together. The the sheriff said the daughter may have witnessed uh, uh, this alleged crime, but the daughter is autistic and mostly nonverbal. Um, however, uh, an employee of Andrine's who knows the couple well, she said the daughter told a staffer at school, "Daddy hurt mommy." So it's uh, there's obviously some damning evidence here, and uh, mind he you, just has... out of the Watts case too. The um, which one? Uh, the the uh, the case in Denver. Mm-hmm. Christopher Watts, right? Christopher Watts, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Where he apparently the daughter came in and said, "What are you doing to mommy?" While he was this choking uh, mommy. Right. That's the that's the stuff that came out today and right. or, or this week, right. and um, then he killed the daughter. Oh my God! What is wrong with people? Well, you know, to to slightly expand on that, there was some detail that I read yesterday, and I, I I believe that he told his daughter, "We're taking mommy to the hospital." Somehow got the the it's speculation, but they that he may have gotten both the daughters into the car and then driven them to the location, and then. <sighs> Did it there, which is, you know, right. uh, anyway, we, we digress, but so it's, it's awful. Two friends of Andrean's went to her house to check on her. They go through an unlocked door. They find blood and hair on a light switch. And then they find a zipper in the backyard in an area that looked like had been burned by fire. Yeah, it sounds so like it was a fire pit. What he was thing. doing from a fire pit type of thing. Uh, Andre had filed for divorce in February 2017, but he withdrew the petition a few months later. And then the couple. Uh, moved into a larger house two months after that, so it seemed like it was it had gotten work better. It out. Yeah. Uh, they need a little a little more space physically. Uh, who can say? That's speculation at this point. Um, yeah. So they're they're the he's on two million dollars bond. The Texas Texas Search and Rescue are still looking for her. Uh, maybe they'll get Texas Equisearch involved as mm-hmm. well. But mm-hmm. we might also. Uh, you know, if there was burning, maybe he'd just burn the clothes and he he buried the body. Maybe he tried to b- burn the entire body, but they would have found they would have found. I was going to say you yeah. probably know more about that than I do, but uh, there's it's really hard to burn burn a body an entire body and yeah. la- not leave any sort of even if you remove the remains after the fact, there'd be some sort of DNA evidence or that's something why, like that. That's the why fire people body. often use pigs because they uh, eat because they eat everything. Sorry, I, I thought that was just in the, the no, movie, no, 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 in that, not, uh, that's, in that that's, one movie, no. Uh, well, so, yeah, they also said that they're using statistical analysis, and I read a little bit about this, that, you know, probabilities of where hikers would go versus where, uh, you know, if you were trying to not be found. Right. You, there's no such thing as random type stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to you're going to give uh, you're going to be inclined to go a certain way uh, based on your body and who you are and how well you know the area. Uh, anyway, they're going they're going into it scientifically and apparently there's quite a, uh, there's a lot of volunteers and everybody is yeah. looking for her. She's still missing. Yeah, no, she's still missing. He's, uh, I mean, he's held on $2 million. F- fingers right crossed now. that potentially she's alive, but it doesn't look good. Indeed. Uh, again, we have another story of a female who goes missing, this time Amberly Barnett. She was 11 years old and uh, 12 hours after she was reported missing in Alabama, she was found dead. 
uh, and they 200 got the yards away from uh, where quick. she went missing. Yeah. So she was found uh, in a wooded area behind uh, Christopher Madison's house. Uh, Christopher Madison, 33 years old. He's been arrested and charged with capital murder. Uh, they don't have a, a motive, but... Uh, Amberly Barnett was staying with, uh, she was at her aunt's house and other family members were there. Uh, she was reported missing from her aunt's house Friday. Her family had gone to the local Walmart. When they got back, she was missing. She was, uh, they reported her missing about 6 p.m. Her mother said her phone, Amberly's phone was still in the house. And like any 11 year old kid or any teenager for that matter, she said Amberly would not have left without her phone. Uh, witnesses told police uh, that a dark-colored SUV had been outside the house while the family was away. Uh, Madison, uh, so they quickly arrested Christopher Madison. It's unclear what led them to him, but uh, he reportedly was caught with, they also found methamphetamine and a syringe with on him uh, when they caught him. He does not appear to have a criminal history in Alabama or Georgia where he lived previously. But last year, a woman had sought a protective order against uh, this Christopher Madison. She accused him of hitting her in the head with a hammer, beating her, and choking her to the point of passing out. Uh, the petition for the protective order was dismissed by a judge when neither this woman nor Madison showed up to court for the hearing, tragically. Uh, police say Amber Lee was strangled, according to yeah. the initial autopsy. Uh, so he's being held without bond yeah. right now. That's how quickly it happens. It, yeah. Uh, now we go. We're going to stay in the south and hit up Florida, which is a consistent Always source so. of true crime a, news. A deep well of true yes. crime content. I call it the Long Island of the 2000s, because Long Island used to have, mm -hmm. used to be the place. Mm -hmm. Well, this Just one was uh, described as the uh, as the perfect crime. As the perfect murder. So two sisters in Florida are in custody this week after being arrested for killing their father. Now, their 85-year-old dad died in Tampa on his couch in 2015, apparently of natural causes, except he was murdered. His daughters are 61 and 63 years old. They were at home. <clears throat> they were at home with him at the time. And prosecutors said they first tried him to swallow sleeping pills with an ex excess of alcohol, but that didn't work because the alcohol... Diluted. diluted the sleeping which pills, is which is counterintuitive. It, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I think both of you, both of us, when we read this, were just like, wow, alcohol did something good for once. For uh, once. But then they tripped for once, yeah. They tried smothering him with a pillow, and then he was still alive. Oh, this poor man. And then they stuffed a rag down his throat, pinched his nose, and held his arms down until he died on the couch. That's what prosecutors say. Uh, one of the sisters reportedly... Uh, that night had given her adult daughter, apparently they were staying with the, this, this father, um, she had given her adult daughter sleeping pills so she wouldn't uh, interrupt them, uh, not in a, like a fatal dose. She just made sure that uh, the daughter was uh, fast asleep when this allegedly occurred. So uh, why were these sisters arrested this week? Well, a man that they had both had a sexual relationship with. Love triangle. He went to police with a recording from one of the sisters confessing. Uh, that man then helped investigators and secretly recorded both women talking about the crime in detail. So that he's the hero of this case. Right Indeed. Here. He went, he did the right thing. Then he got both of them, uh, as you referred to it, what, a wire case? Yeah, that uh, should be a wire case. Yeah, Because there would, there would have been no way to prove this without a wire. It's, as the sheriff said, 
this was uh, the, the, the perfect murder because there was no sign of foul mm-hmm. play. The dad already had cancer and dementia. Uh, he was 85. And uh, the sister said he was going to die in a few months anyway and didn't want to go to an assisted living uh, facility. They allegedly agreed to euthanize uh, their dad. That's their words. And, and that, that matters because... They weren't trying to murder him. They were, uh, you know, allegedly, they weren't uh, trying to be cruel, allegedly. Uh, the word euthanize, meaning obviously sure. put, put away humanely. Right. Um, and so, that's going to that's gonna be what their, their argument sure, is. Sure. And apparently they, they admitted to police once they were confronted and, and arrested here. Um, they, 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 Sold their dad's estate. They split the profits. Uh, they gave some of the money to the brother, uh, but he was not involved with the plot. Yeah. I mean, there's so say. many. There's so many. I mean, we talked about a lot about DNA and how familial DNA is helping solve all these all these crimes, like the Golden State Killer, and now the dominoes are falling. But the majority of crimes that can be solved is this way, where somebody knows something and they don't feel right about it. And they say, you know what, I'm going to go to the police. They wear a wire and then they do it. Obviously, you got to do it on the up and up with, you know, get the police involved. But this is because there's just not there's not going to be DNA in every case. I, the majority of cases don't have DNA. I, you know, and I'd like to. Yeah, exactly. And and no signs of foul play as they say i'd like a little know a little bit more about it's unclear whether he was sort of two-timing with with both of them if this was uh, and then you know, one maybe the he th- yeah yeah maybe he thought he was going to catch one of them and then he had to catch both of them at the same time maybe he just wanted to get out of that situation where he's two-time with both of them i mean listen he's not completely innocent in this whole thing but at this least is, he did the right thing and that's is, the bottom this is, line this is he a, did the right a, thing a florida man yes absolutely you're, you're absolutely and he right. is a florida man uh yeah. this is uh, linda roberts and mary beth tomaselli they're both charged with first degree murder um before we get into comments, I'd also like to, to uh, point out there was a, a, a case in Baltimore as well. It, uh, I didn't add it to our list, but uh, where a father and her and his stepdaughter were charged with murder this week. Um, a woman was stabbed to death in her car, and uh, allegedly, uh, the daughter, the stepdaughter, and her husband—excuse me, the stepdaughter and the woman who was killed. Her husband. They told police that they stopped to roll down the window and help a panhandler out, and this uh, panhandler yes, that, uh, yeah, stabbed yeah. this woman in the chest, killing her. Uh, they've now been charged with murder for staging this thing, and it never mm-hmm. happened. So, um, yet again, a little bit of uh, justice here. With uh, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. But, uh, uh, when a story falls apart, uh, and how that affects too panhandlers. I mean, these people are down on their luck. They're just trying to get a little bit they're of money. And now a lot of people are not going to roll down their windows sure, because they remember. The, and and the, the clarification story, this wasn't as big as, say, Jesse Smollett, as that still shakes out. But mm-hmm. it's like the clarification story is not as big as the, the original story. Sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Hoax, so. And, I, you know, obviously they... they engineered that story because yeah. of there is already sort of a people feel a little sketchy sure. uh, about uh, dealing with panhandlers sometimes but uh, yeah this was uh, unfortunately they're charged with murder and that's fortunate and it looks like they are uh, caught dead to rights so here's the 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 comments and for the comments we try to go with a little bit lighter story We've seen a lot because we are at the very tail end of the Girl Scout selling season, Indeed. the Girl Scout cookie selling season. Did you buy boxes this year? I did not buy boxes this year, no. They're not. Uh, there's too many carbs. So uh, when they have jerky, I'll buy them. So 
uh, in Seattle, uh, the Girl up. Scouts are selling cookies outside of a grocery store. This guy comes up and buys cookies, and then he re- he comes back and returns them. And then he buys some more, and then who he returns them. Who First of all, who, re- who returns who Girl returns Scout cookies? Girl, Girl Scout cookies. And then, ultimately... No, seriously. Like, who's ever in the history of Girl Scout cookies done that? So Girl Scout cookies are delicious. Yeah. Ultimately, he... Um, Multiple times he did this, he returns them again and then robs them. And um, uh, right, the the uh, the adult who was with the girls outside of the Northgate QFC store said, "quote I saw him out of the corner of my eye walking towards us, and I was like, I guess he's going to get more cookies." And he started running, and he pushed past one of the girls and grabbed the money. And there was six hundred dollars in that it's bin. A good haul that day. That is a good haul. So they caught him, by the way. They they caught him. Yes, we had his uh, picture up on uh, on our social and on truecrimedaily.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we, we've got we had a lot of people complaining about the, the the video being poor, but we did catch him, which was good. So some people, uh, Barbara uh, D, went for the easy story, calling him the Cookie Monster. I didn't think of That's that. That's it. Uh, Rebecca D uh, said, man, the Girl Scouts are in the news this year from dope dealers buying them out to junkies robbing them to them jumping ship and joining the Boy Scouts. Because as you know, they're tr- they are taking off the girl from Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts are like, hey, you have the cookies. Give us something. You know, so, A lot of strong opinions on that. A lot of strong opinions out there. And um, this was a case that um, I'm glad it got um, it, it got fixed. Maravel C said, well, at least the last guy on the cookie news bought them. And I'm sure the parents never complained. That was the last guy. Remember the guy that bought the cookies? He bought oh, everybody's yeah, cookies when, right. when it was really cold out and it was raining and then it turns out he had a warrant he did it, for his he arrest. Did it. No, no good deed. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's right. He bought $540 worth of Girl Scout cookies. He said, uh, you girls get out of the cold. The next day they arrested him on federal drug charges. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, uh, Maravel went on to say, uh, seriously, this cookie sale really needs to stop, especially if you have your little girls out selling. Just my personal opinion. And Carlos D. says exactly what I said. Who the F would let someone return cookies? Isn't there an all sales are final in Girl Scouts? Well, you know, they, they, they seem like nice people, so uh, they, they tried to do a nice thing, I guess. I wonder whether uh, more uh, Girl Scout cookies are sold in offices uh, by parents. Than mm-hmm. uh, actually in front of the grocery stores. Uh, interested? Maybe this will drive. I always see them. Office. I always see them at Trader Joe's. They came to my house. Uh, they, they, they went around the thing. They, did, they went around the thing <laughs> with, the, with the, like dragging a little uh, radio uh-huh. radio flyer wagon behind. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that same. Well, they didn't get the text alert either. So, my, okay. my neighborhood's uh, pretty safe. All right. So that's the news for this week. Check out our content on YouTube and Facebook and truecrimedaily.com. Again, we have more comments than anyone in true crime. So there's a lot of discussion going on on our Facebook page mm-hmm. and on the YouTube channel. A lot of good content. And don't forget to download this weekly podcast on Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you get your audio. Mm-hmm. So until next week, this is True Crime Daily, the podcast reminding you don't do crimes. Don't do crimes.